Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. In our Premier Division, Traps and Spore UK 2, The Wrongans 3, Gal All Stars 4, Takers 4, Hornsey and Highgate 1, Highgate Albion 11, and Park Royals 1, AFC Oakwood 5. Moving on into the Championship, Zaza FC 0, Memetchik Galata 1, Heavy Hitters 4, Real Menza 2, Alexandra Knights 5, Panda FC 4, and in my game of the week, the Bandits 5, Westbourne United 2. I actually thought this game would be a 2 all draw. That's what I predicted. Um, but it turns out to be a very good win for the Bandits and a good statement as well. Both teams had won their first two games. So a very impressive win for the Bandits there. Moving on to Division 1. Gosworth 3, Kadaris Town 3. And London Wednesday 9, United House 1. Into Division 2, AFC Edmonton 3, Grange Park 3, GTFA 2, North London Athletic 3, Anatolians 1, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s 5. And in my game of the week, Mill Hill Club the Football 1, Trent Park 1. I actually predicted a 1-0 win for Trent Park there. Oh, sorry, a 2-1 win for Trent Park. Uh, I did think it'd be a very tight affair. I thought it'd be a one-goal game, but it turns out it was actually a draw. So one point apiece for them two teams. Moving on to Division 3, AFC Muswell Hill nil, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 5, North London Wanderers 6, North London Colts 3, Reverend Reporters 3, Shentry Athletic 4, and Underdogs 2, London Orient 2. Into Division 4, Gal Phoenix 4, NLR Eight, uh, FC Crickwood four, Honest Rangers nil, Camden FC one, Made of Via three, into Division five, Enfield 42, EC Galaxy ten, into Division six, Coney Hatch Athletic eleven, Chef Chow and Berbers five, Armenian Youth Association two, North Athletico Seniors nil, Northwest Wolves four, AFC Muswell Hill seconds four. And Edmonton Rovers nil, Highgate Albion false three. Moving on into the London Sunday Trophy, Enfield United two, Atletico Cerezo two. Enfield United advancing on penalties. Unfortunately, we were knocked out six one by Hendon United. A game which really, a scoreline which really doesn't tell the story. Um, we took the lead early on. We uh. Absorbed a bit of pressure early on. I made a couple of really good saves. We then took the lead against the run of play. Um, they fought back. And uh, after the second goal, we had a really sustained amount of pressure. Uh, but we just couldn't find that equaliser. They then got a penalty, which I did save. But they got the rebound. And um, I think towards the last 10 minutes, they they did take their chances. They got a lot of luck, um, a lot of rebounds bouncing kindly their way, but fair play to them. The ball went in the net at the end of the day. 
and there wasn't really much we could do about it. I, in my view, personally, I, I was a bit disappointed because I actually had a really good game and those six goals kind of went against me at the end of the day. But we'll bounce back strong next week in the league. Um, Highgate Albion seconds two, MSL five, Peckinspore Peckham two, Clapham Southgate one. And Sopranos FC 3, Mundial 3, Mundial advancing on penalties there. Into the Junior Cup, Brotherhood 3, Merton Athletic 2, Crayford Arrow Reserves 1, Fireside FC 6, Docklands 0, Continental 9, Enfield Albion 2, South London All-Stars 1, Highgate Albion 3rds 4, South London Peckham 2, Intermill Hill 2, Ballon Badgers 5, London Ravens B3, Talflick 3, London Ravens advancing on penalties there. Northumberland Park Rangers 5, AFC Charlton Reserves 4, and Royal Oak 1, New Copper FC 13. Into the Middlesex Junior Trophy, Roman Reporters Reserves 2, CP Royal 6, and then the Hertfordshire Senior Cup, Feinstein FC 2. AC Finchley 1. So moving on now into the fixtures. In our Premier Division, we only have one game because of London Challenge Cup action. It's Hornsey and Highgate looking to bounce back from an absolute thrashing against Highgate Albion. They face Atletico Cerezo. One game in the Championship. Most of the teams are in London Sunday Challenge Cup action as well. It's Real Menza who have lost their first three against Alexandra Knights who have won them. Um, I'm expecting a, a challenge from Real Menza. They need a win here. And Alexandra Knight's looking very good. I I was very surprised that they were put in the championship. But they've actually shown pre-season and early season why they're in this position. So moving on to Division 1. AFC Rose versus Highgate Albion seconds. Gospel Oak versus United House. Kadaris Town versus AC Finchley. Peckinsport versus Northumberland Park Rangers. And in my game of the week, um, two teams that come off very good results. London Wednesday versus Enfield United. I would have put our game as game of the week, but I'm slightly going towards making predictions for my own team. Um, so we've gone with this game. London Wednesday versus Enfield United. I think this will be a very entertaining game. You know, London Wednesday came into this division kind of unknown, kind of, you know, playing in Division 5 last year or Division 6, one of them. Um, they take on Enfield United, very experienced outfit, play the ball very nicely. Um, I think this will be a good game. I can see London Wednesday just nicking it. I think 3-2 London Wednesday I'm going to go for. Um, moving on to Division 2, we got AFC Edmonton versus GTFA. Trent Park versus AFC Oakwood Reserves. North London Athletic versus Anatolians. Mill Hill Club, the football versus Locomotive Thunder. And in my game of the week, I'm going for Grange Park versus Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. I actually like the way it, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s has started this season. And I think they'll pick up a win here. I think they'll pick up a 3 1 win. Moving on to Division 3 now, we've got London Orient versus AFC Muswell Hill. 
North London Colts vs Roman Reporters, Underdogs vs Sopranos FC, West Ham Wanderers Old Boys vs Shentry Athletic, and a big game towards the top of the table. Good results for these two last week. Continental facing North London Wanderers. Continental early on in the season have looked very impressive. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's that drop down to a more junior style of football because they were in the Premier Division. They did play in the London Sunday Challenge Cup last season and they've dropped to Division 3 and they dropped to the London Junior Cup. So it'll be very interesting to see how they get on here against North London Wanderers outfit who had a very good result last Sunday. I expect Continental to win. I think there'll be loads of goals. I'm going to go for 5-2 to Continental there. Moving on to Division 4 now. Arnus Rangers versus Gower Phoenix. Brotherhood FC versus Highgate Albion Thirds. FC Cricklewood versus Inter Mill Hill. Maida Villa versus NLR. And then my game of the week, if that guy responds back to me about an interview, Barnet Salsa facing Camden FC. I'm not salty, I promise you. Um, I think this will be a very entertaining game as well. Two teams that can play good football on their day. I'm going to go for a two-all draw there. Moving on to Division 5, Cockfosters versus Borelli. EC Galaxy versus Enfield 04. Fireside FC versus NLR Reserves and New Copper FC facing South Tottenham United. Into Division 6, AC Muswell Hill Seconds versus Armenian Youth Association. Chifchow and Berbers versus Edmonton Rovers. Northwest Wolves facing Enfield Albion. And that's the end of the uh, league action. We've got cup action as well. We'll start with the more junior trophies and then we'll do our London Challenge Cup predictions at the end. So we've got Middlesex Junior Trophy action, Colney Hatch Athletic facing West London Athletic, Hare and Hounds FC facing North West Galacticos, Talflick FC versus Northfields Badgers, and in the Hertfordshire Junior Cup, Hertfordshire Eagles facing New Barnet. So moving on now to... What could be a big weekend for teams in the Barnet League in the London Ch- Challenge Cup if there's enough refs? So we've got Dumlupina facing Takers FC. Very challenging game for Takers FC in the first round. Um, I can I, I don't think they've they've started the league as confident as they'd expected to be. They have been unbeaten, but I I actually do see Dumlupina. Picking up the win, especially as they're at home. I think Takers will make this game very challenging for them. But I can see Dunlapina winning this game by the odd goal. Gal Stars facing Jam FC. Gal Stars have started the league very well. They're at home in this game and I expect them to beat Jam. Highgate and Muswell Hill of the Maccabi League facing heavy hitters. Um, the team we face, Hendon United, were also from the Maccabi League. And we tested them very well. I think heavy hitters will give Highgate and Muswell Hill all that they can handle in this game. And I think they could nick it. I think it will be a very close game. I maybe expect penalties in that game. Big game here. Highgate Albion versus the Wall. Can Highgate Albion knock down the Wall? 
the Wolves seem to be a very resolute, very talented team. Uh, I think Highgate Albion, fresh off an 11-1 win over Hornsey and Highgate, although skill gap probably a bit different, I think Highgate Albion will have the experience and now at this level to overcome the wall. Uh, Panda FC versus the Bandits. Uh, this is a game for Panda FC to kind of show why they belong at this level. The Bandits have started very impressively. Three wins out of three in the league. And they'll be very confident. I, I, I expect the Bandits to win this game pretty comfortably the way Panda FC have started. And it's up to them to actually prove me wrong. Uh, Park Royals face Eastway Athletic, um, Eastway Athletic of the Essex Corinthian League. Um, I'd like to see Park Royals win this game. I don't know much about Eastway Athletic, um, but Park Royals always seem to give teams a good game. I think this will be a very close affair again. Rocker Seniors facing Memetchik Galata. Um, Memetchik have started decently in the league, you know. They probably would have wanted to win all games. It'll be a very tricky trip to South London to face Rocker Seniors. I expect Rocker Seniors to pick up the win by an odd goal or two. I'm going to go for 3-1 to Rocker Seniors. The Wrongans also travel to South London. They face Swag on the Southern Sunday. Uh, I expect Swag to pick up a win here by... Probably two goals. I'm expecting a 3-1 win. Maybe even a 4-1 win for Swag there. AFC Oakwood also face a Southern Sunday team in Southwest Rangers. I don't know much about Southwest Rangers. But I know AFC Oakwood will be up for it. And they'll give it a good go. I think this will be a very tight affair as well. AFC Oakwood picking up a very big win over Park Royals. Um, I'd like to see them win, but I don't really know much about Southwest Rangers to make a prediction there. Traps and Spore UK face FC Bickley of the Orpington and Bromley. Um, I expect FC Bickley to pick up the win here by the odd goal. I'm going 2-1 to Bickley. Westbourne United face Rising Talents. I don't know anything about Rising Talents. I know a lot about Westbourne United. And I know they'll want to rectify last week's defeat against the Bandits. And hopefully they can. I think I think they'll pick up a win here. 2-1. Uh, Zaza FC facing FC Kawoya. Um Zaza have been mixed bag. And uh, FC Kawoya, I think they're of the Met League, will cause them a lot of problems. I think this may be a step too far for Zaza. I'm going to go for a one nil win for FC Coya. Join us next week to see all the latest results in the Barnet League as well as looking forward to the fixtures. Welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian League football roundup for the month of September as we review all of the action from the first month of the campaign. We start off in the senior division of course which is led so far by United Deanne as they romp away at the top so far, or goal difference at least, uh, with two wins from two. Two very high-scoring results so far also, as they set the tone very early. Uh, sitting in second place, and one of our recognised sides, of course, are Hatch Lane. They've also won two from two, uh, a side who will be very much looking to be challenging at the top end of the, uh, top end of the table. They're also on six points. 
Another side on six points are another of our, our well-known well sides, El Valiente, who have had two wins and a defeat so far from their opening three games of the campaign, and they also sit on six points. Sitting in fourth place in the table are Betis squad, who have one win and a draw so far to their name, as they sit a couple of points behind the leaders on four points. In fifth place, and it's Eastway Athletic who jump into the top half of the table, with an, with their first uh, with a win and a, and a draw so far, also seeing them sit on four points. That draw coming, of course, at the weekend against Beatty squad. Sitting down in sixth is Secret FC, back for another year and with a draw, sorry, a win and a defeat to their name, which sees them sitting on three um, points to their name as we enter the uh, next month of the season. And down in seventh, one of the promoted sides, FC Baller, just a one win to their name so far from their four games. Uh, which sees them sitting on three points in seventh place. In eighth place are London Mavericks, just the one game played so far, which saw them defeated and therefore remaining pointless. Along with Alliance Stars, one of the new sides to the league, they have two two defeats from two, also sitting on zero. And bottom of the standings so far are Repton Park, with uh, one defeat to their name, a very heavy one, of course, on the opening day of the season, which sees them sitting on zero points. We move into the Premier Division, where Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers lead the way. Uh, just by a point, however, with two wins and a draw from their opening four fixtures of the campaign. An excellent start for them. Sitting in second are one of the league's new boys, as Belfry made their debut in the competition with two narrow wins so far from two. Uh, that sees them sit on six points and just a point off the lead. In third place are East Stars, who have had a tremendous start uh, after a difficult campaign last time out. One win and two draws sees them sit on five points and just a couple of points off of the promotion chasing sides. Another of the new teams in fourth place is Aventor and they have a full set of results so far with a win, a draw and a defeat from their opening three games of the year with a four point tally to boot. And making up the top half of the table are Brook Athletic who have had just the one league game so far which saw them victorious in a 4-2 scoreline. Therefore, seeing them have three points. Just below them are Flyhouse Athletic, who saw their unbeaten start come to an end on Sunday. Just the one win to go with their one defeat so far sees them sit on three points. And we move into the, the last four positions in the table. Culture Club, with two defeats from two so far, sees them sitting without a point. Along with Roos, who also have two defeats from two. The promoted side also sitting on zero points. Barking Riverside just below them, just the one defeat um, from their one fixture so far, so not a lot we can judge from that. And lastly, Gants Hill, who haven't yet opened their points account as they haven't yet played a league game. We move into Division 1 now, which is another interesting division, of course, uh, with Fade and Green promoted over the summer by three levels, and they've really taken to this level like a duck to water. With three wins and a draw so far, seeing them top of the table by a single point. But they're being chased strongly by Oceana, who, who know this level very well, of course. Three wins from three so far from the Hainault Bayside side, sees them with the perfect record and nine points. Just below them, Abridge Village, two wins and a draw so far, sees them sitting on seven points and, of course, unbeaten. Fourth place is promoted FC Galaxy, who have made a very solid start to their life in Division 1. Two wins and a draw, uh, along with one defeat, sees them also on seven points, 
and challenging for honours once again this year. Barking have had a mixed start, but will be pleased, I think, with two wins and two, two defeats, uh, seeing them sitting on six points and in the top half of the table in fifth place. And they're just a couple of points ahead of AC Milano. Again, another side who have made a mixed start to the campaign. One win, one draw, one defeat. Seeing them sitting on four points to boot with a, a, an excellent London Cup result at the weekend also. In seventh place, Chingford Athletic. One win and two defeats so far from the, from the promoted side. Sees them sitting, in, uh, sitting on three points and in seventh place. Just below them on goal difference are FC Mexico who have picked up just the one result so far with a win uh, last weekend, actually, as they moved on to three points and got off the, got off the mark. They sit in eighth place. Snaresbrook uh, have had a difficult start, just the one draw, along with two defeats. Sees them sitting on just one point, but all games have been close so far. Emerson Park are just below them, also with one point, which was a draw, um, and that sees them sitting tenth. And propping up the table... Our ultimate vision so far with two defeats from two, seeing them sitting in 11th. Into Division 2 now, where it's Eastbrook United who hold a three-point lead at the top against one of their close rivals, actually, Romeo Colts. Eastbrook United, three wins and a draw so far from their opening four fixtures, sees them top of the table. Romeo sit three points behind them, uh, two wins and a draw, sees them on to seven points, and it looks as though those two will again be pushing for honours this season. Promoted Royal Lions A moved up three divisions this season. And they have really started well at this level. Despite an opening day defeat, they've responded well. Two wins in their last two. Sees them sitting on six points and in third place. And St Augustine's, uh, until the weekend, had made an excellent start. But they were defeated. Uh, so they now have two wins and a defeat from their opening three fixtures. So they also sit on six points. East London Harriers have made a mixed start with a win, a draw and a defeat from their opening three fixtures of the season as they sit in the middle of the standings in fifth place with four points. Thames Ironworks are six also with four points but trailing by a couple of goals in goal difference also with a win, a draw and a defeat so far. And it's, an, and it's a similar record to FC Mexico B who also have one win, one draw and one defeat and four points as they sit in 7th in the table. Total Football are another side who have, who have made the move up the divisions over the summer. Uh, so far, just the two games played, one win and one defeat, seeing them sitting on three points. Asianos made an excellent start to the season with a big win against uh, Royal Lions A, but since then have had two defeats and now sit ninth in the standings with just three points from their opening three games. Frenford uh, have had just the one draw, from their opening three fixtures, not able to quite replicate their Saturday side's um, efforts so far. Just the one point sees them sit 10th. And it's Corona Redbridge currently holding up the rest um, after a difficult start with three defeats from their opening three. Into Division 3 now, where two teams share the lead at the top of the table. Just goal difference keeping them apart. Devden Sports Reserves have had a good start. With two wins, a draw and a defeat from their opening four fixtures. And that sees them top on goal difference. But not far behind them are Dagenham Town. With also a very similar record. Two wins, a draw and a defeat. Also on seven points. But trailing by a couple of goals alone. Alpha sit one point back amongst a group of three clubs actually. Who are very close behind. They have two wins and a defeat from their opening three. Including one very big result um, earlier in the campaign. 
And Leytonstone Athletic, their great rivals, also sit just behind them on goal difference. Two wins as well to their name, sees them sitting on six points. Higham Hill are one of the, the, in fact, the only side now left in this division with a perfect record. The only unbeaten side too. Uh, two wins from two so far, including an incredible comeback in their game against Dagenham Town. They sit on six points with their two wins. Muncombe sit in sixth place, uh, the last team in the top half of the table, with a win, two draws and a defeat so far, including one exceptional 19-0 uh, victory a couple of weeks back. They sit fifth with a very healthy goal difference as a result. Down in seventh, Imperial Row. A win, a draw, two defeats for the Farrock base side there, as they make a solid start, you'd say, to this campaign, although, of course, they'll be looking to improve that. Just the four points recorded. And below them are inside success with a game in hand of 1-1 and drawn one, seeing them also on four points, uh, a side who uh, have tipped to do quite well. And Goresbrook FC are in ninth place so far, two results with one win and one defeat. Uh, that sees them sitting on three points um, with only four points between them and the top of the table. So, you know, not one result can really swing this division. And two further sides also sit on three points in a, in a division which in, in almost everybody has picked up a result so far. Windmill Warriors, one win and one defeat so far from their two games, sees them also on three points. And it's a similar story for Upshire Forest, also on three points, although they, they have played more games than some of the other teams around them with one win to their name, um, seeing them sit 11th in the table. And 12th place is Mayfield Kings, a new side to the league who've had a difficult start defensively, conceding far too many goals for their liking, and they sit bottom of the table with those three defeats so far. We now move into Division 4, uh, which is led currently by Ainsley by a single point. Uh, the the Walthamstow base side, with three wins and a draw, and an unbeaten record from their opening four fixtures of the season, which they'll undoubtedly be pleased with. Ultimate Vision Reserves are not far behind, though. The new side to the competition this year have made a good start with three wins from their opening four, which sees them just at one point behind Ainsley, with, of course, those two teams set to meet. United Amateurs also unbeaten, one of the only two sides in the division, in fact, unbeaten. Two wins and a draw from their opening three sees them sit on seven points. In fourth place, Sting Sabah Barkin. Two wins and a draw, uh, sorry, two wins and a defeat from their opening three games of the campaign sees them sit as one of two teams on six points. That other team is Ace Athletics, who have played a game more, four fixtures played, two wins, two defeats so far, in a, in a, I guess a bit of a mixed start for them, but I think they'll be happy, reasonably happy with their six-point haul from the start of the campaign. Making up the top half of the table are Titans United, with one win, one draw, one defeat. A little bit of inconsistency, you might say. But I guess they'll, they'll take four points from an open three games after a difficult season last term. Just below them are Hillside, who picked up their first victory of the season. In fact, their first victory as a club, uh, as they defeated Lonsdale at the weekend. That saw them make their uh, take their points tally up to three, um, having previously been bottom of the standings. Sitting eighth place, Romford Athletic Dons, uh, who have also picked up one just the one win from their opening three. And they also sit with three points. Uh, and literally another side with an identical record, uh, aside from goals scored, is Chingford Athletic Reserves. Another side with one win to their name from their opening three and a ninth place sighting at present. Blackwall Rovers, again, another team on three points, but this one with a minus goal difference, which sees them sit 10th so far, 
just the one win on the opening day for them. Um, but they, they sit there with literally one win away from moving into the top three. So I'm sure none of those sides will be worried to just yet. Uh, Rayfield Park Rovers also on three points. Very congested, as you can tell so far. Uh, they picked up one win in their first, first four games. Um, and they sit 11th. And propping up the table, although with a much improved performance so far this season, Lonsdale, just the one draw to their name from their opening three games, they sit on one point. No teams in this division have yet to open their points account, so it prove, could prove to be a very tight division. But probably not quite as tight as Division 5 is looking presently. Uh, two teams presently share the lead at the top of Division 5, where Valence United uh, have won three from their opening four, uh, nine points to haul there, seeing them top of the table on goal difference after a, a very healthy win on the opening weekend. And they're trailed on goal difference by Belfry Reserves, also with three wins from four. And interestingly, that one defeat coming against the bottom of the table side, which is a bit of a strange result, but ultimately sees this table very, very tight at the top. Sitting in third place and with a game in hand are Colbert Royals Vets, who, despite a very heavy opening day defeat, have won their, their following two fixtures, with Joe Cole's side now sitting on six points, and obviously don't three points off the promotion places. Eastern Avenue were that, were that side to inflict that defeat on Joe Cole's team on the opening day, and they've opened their season with two wins and a defeat. That defeat actually coming at the weekend, uh, as they were um, saw their unbeaten record come to an end. But they sit fourth on a very solid start to the campaign. Sitting fifth in the table are Dagenham Rangers, another side with two wins from their opening three and sitting on six points. A group of five clubs actually sitting on that mark. United Borough are the last team in the top half of the table with two wins and two defeats to their name in the opening four games of the season. I think they'll be reasonably happy with that return um, and obviously have, have the ability to put in the results against some of the stronger sides. So they'll be interested to see how they get on. Custom House Community actually made a very difficult start to the season with a thumping defeat, but have responded well in recent weeks and now move up to six points themselves and seventh place with two wins and two defeats on their opening four. Down in eighth place, Ultimate Vision A have, have got one, one win to their name so far uh, as they sit on three points in eighth place, as we just said. Amongst a group of five clubs, in fact, on three points, Every team has so far picked up a victory, which is quite unique for this stage of the season. Ninth place, Royal Lions B. One win from their three sees them sit in ninth. Sitting in tenth are Byron Red Star, who secured their first victory on Sunday. In fact, beating un unbeaten Eastern Avenue in the game at Wanstead Flats there with a three-point haul. Eleventh place sees Atletico City, of course, promoted over the summer. Well, they've won one and lost two of their opening three. And lastly, Young Royals, uh, they, they sit bottom of the table, but as I said earlier, um, incredibly picked up their only win of the season last weekend against second place Belfry Reserves. So a side who do know how to put the performances in um, and they'll obviously have much hope of, of improving that as the season goes on. We now move into Division 6, uh, where Mansfield Rangers presently lead the way with three wins from three. An excellent start for the side who did actually struggle last year but have really turned it on this year so far to give them maximum points so far. And they're two points ahead of two clubs who are almost on identical records with Royal Lions C unbeaten and sitting second with two wins and a draw from their opening fixtures. And they're 
um, trailed just by a goal difference to Ping City Phoenixes, who have also won two and drawn one, um, trailing by just those couple of goals, as I mentioned. It's been a good start for Colbrook Royals Reserves, who are fourth in the table following their move up from youth football over the summer. And they've adapted well. Two wins and a single defeat to their name so far sees them sitting on six points. And in the top half of the table, also Valence United Reserves, with one win, one draw and two defeats, opening their campaign, and they sit on four points. Now, Ivory United had a thumping defeat on the first week of the season, but they're up to sixth. Uh, since that opening defeat, a win and a draw uh, sees them sitting on four points now and I'm sure Boyd with a lot more confidence than they had after that first weekend. And they sit a point ahead of seventh placed Epping Royals who have won one and lost two of their opening three games as they sit in seventh and probably a little bit disappointed after being one of the sides in the kind of the top half of the table last year before the season was curtailed. And just the three teams sit at the bottom here without a point so far. Uh, Woodford Green United have yet to open their points account because they haven't yet played a fixture. Um, and that also leaves London Legacy with two defeats from their opening two so far. While Epping Forest Falcons have lost all four of their opening four games and they presently prop up the table. So that brings to an end our roundup for the um, Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League action for September. We look forward to bringing you more of the action from October, which of course will include a lot more cup football, um, which will be very interesting to see. But for now, we wish you all the best and we'll speak to you all soon. Hello, this is the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Selk All Across the League show. I'll be going through the results from last week and then afterwards the fixtures for the weeks coming up. Starting with the Ron Pope Premier, AFC Brixton 1, M Boys 1, Belmont Athletic 0, Ryefield Vipers 7, Catford Wanderers 3, Golden Eagles 5 and FC Karuya 1, Grand Athletic 1. In the John Pitts Senior, FC Rondo 0, AFC Croydon 4, Lit Cap 0, Broccoli Athletic 1. One. In Division 1, only one game due to London Cup games happening. Bromley Green South 2, AFC Croydon Town 2. And in Division 2, Interfector versus ES Lions was postponed. Petswood Senior Black Vultures 3, People's FC Reserves 5. And Sporting Lions 0, Bromley Road 3. Fixtured for the 3rd of October uh, this week... There isn't as many fixtures due to the London Cup games happening. Um, in the Ron Pope, there's only one game, which is Zevalas versus Belmont Athletic. Now, that will be my game of the day for that division, as there's only one game going. But it's, at the moment, it's already bottom of the table clash. Both Zevalas and Belmont Athletic lost, losing their first games. Um, both want to sort of start picking up points. So hopefully, you know, we'll see a good good game between them both. On to the John Pips, Pitts Senior Division. There you got Atletico Dildawa versus FC Rondo. Broccoli Athletic versus AFC Croydon Town. Duke Clarence versus Lit Cap. 
South Warriors FC versus Teviot Rangers. The game sticking out for there is Broccoli versus Coyntown. Coyntown have started really well in this division. Broccoli Athletic just picking up the first points last week. So be a good game between them. So good luck to them both. Into Division 1. For the fixtures coming up for the 3rd of October. AFC Croydon Town versus AFC Cholton. Bromley Green South versus Honor Oak. Greenwich Park Rangers versus London Lionhearts. And Duke FC versus Catford FC. Uh, games to look out for for that one will be AFC Croydon Town versus AFC Cholton. Both both coming back, AFC Cholton coming from winning the league last year, losing their first game, wanting to pick up points in AFC Croydon Town, starting life in Division 1 really, really well. So, game to watch, AFC Croydon Town versus AFC Cholton. Into Division 2. We have AFC Charlton Reserves versus ES Lions, Rosen Crown versus Sporting Lion, South London Doves versus Interfector, the People's FC Reserves versus Blues FCA. Game to look out for is Rosen Crown. Rosen Crown starting coming back into the Met League this year, starting their league title today, or today on the third even. Uh, against Sporting Lions, so that would be the game to watch out for. I won't update you with the tables, as only some teams played one or two games, or some haven't even played any games. But end of end of October, I'll come with a full roundup of where we are in the league, league tables, and goal scorers. So good luck for all teams. Grassroots football is finally back, and we're buzzing. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Express Auto Centre, Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Finnegan. I'll be getting you up to date on this week's results, taking a look ahead to next week's games and bringing you up to date with league news. And as this is the last show of the month, we'll also be having a look at the league table and the leading goal scorers across the divisions. We'll be showing who is in form and who to look out for over the next few games, both as a team and individually. The roundup starts with the three games in the Premier Division, which saw 20 goals scored across them. The game between East Morning and Park Royal ended up being a tight game as predicted, with them sharing a point in a one-all draw. George Sibley for the home side, who also saw Andrew McGinty dismissed. Aylesford won their game at home to Larkfield and Newhive 6-3. Tommy Whitnell showing that his goal-scoring form has no sign of letting up with him getting five. Score is not known for the Larks. In another 6-3 result, Rubicon Limerick picked up an away win that leaves Whitehorse still searching for their first points of the season. Callum Lambert among the Rubicon scorers with a brace and Liam Stone with the same for Whitehorse. Craig Lawrence picked up a red card for the home side. In Division 1, Langley Athletic maintained their 100% start to the season with a tight 3-2 win over Laybourne Angels. Jordan Ababio following up with two more goals this week to continue his form. Score is unknown for the Angels. 
Sutton Valence were on the receiving end of a 15-1 defeat to IGS. Eight different scorers for IGS, and for more on this game, Dave Borton caught up with Tom Webb following the final whistle. Hi Tom, well that was an eventful game, 15-1 against Sutton Valence Village. They turned up with eight players, eventually had 11 at the end. What was your thoughts on the, on the performance this morning? Uh, I think for our lads, it's just a training match, really, isn't it? I mean, it's it's no fun at all doing that kind of thing on a Sunday morning. The boys turn up, and you know, you want a competitive game, regardless of the score, really. You don't you know, win, lose, or draw. You want a competitive game, but unfortunately, when it ends up like that, it's um, just just yeah, it's no fun at all for anyone, really. Um, good to see the guys obviously getting getting a few goals and, and assists and that kind of thing. And I guess in the end, a bit of a shame the goal went at the end for, for missing the clean sheet. But other than yeah. that, yeah, it was a yeah eventful game, should we say? Well, yeah, it wasn't much fun for anybody really. Much fun for Sutton Valance or yourselves or even for the referee. The pitch is fantastic. It's you know as you say, they, they, the lads knocked it around, scored some good goals actually. Tell us about the goal scorers. Who got all the goals? Yeah, so we got uh, Sam Tate got a hat trick today, which is probably I think his first hat trick in Sunday League football, which is really good to see. Normally a right back to be fair, but filling in for me as a striker, he, he can do the job. And he scored some goals in the past, but he's been with me probably about eight years now. So so good to see him getting on the score sheet. Another relatively new guy come to me last season, Patrick Cunningham. He had a good game, got, got four himself today. So really pleased for him as well. And a couple of goal scorers that don't often get on the, on the charts. Um, Dan Sleeper, who missed a penalty in our, in our cup final a couple of years back now. Managed to bag a penalty himself today. A bit of redemption for him. Excellent. So the season, you've had three or four games now. You know, How do you consider your, your start to the season? A real mixed bag, really. We're, we're low on numbers. We only had 12 ourselves today, and you know some of the key people out with injuries and, and that kind of thing. But we've had some tough games. Tough start against Yaldin, which was a 2-1 win, thankfully. Then we got turned over by Smalling. But again, in that game, we had three keepers, and it was a bit of a shambles, really, from all, all rounds. But yeah, today's nothing. We, we can't look at today as any kind of result, really. It's, um, we'll take the three points, we'll take the goals, but um, yeah, we move on to next week. OK, excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time this morning, and best luck for the season. Thanks there uh, to Dave and Tom for that interview. In Division 2, Invictus Sunday beat Rangers 2-0 and Joseph Casey got one of the goals. Other scorer not named. Laybourne got a late 85th minute winner versus Laybourne Chase to win the local derby. Simon Harrison with that for the home side. Park Royal Reserves got a 3-0 away win at Minter. Alpha Crickmore, Ben Rowland, Alistair Simpson with the Royal Goals. The last game in the division saw Sutherland Town and Barman Youth in a tight game that finished two apiece. Ben Twist with both Sutherland goals, whilst Keith and Vans and Lewis Sharp scored for Barming. In Division 3, the game between Cross Keys and Kent Sands United went the way of the form book. Sands hitting six for no reply, and Callum Hatcher with a hat-trick for the away team. Laybourne City won 11-1 at home to Maidstone Kestrels and had three hat-trick players, George Davis, Ryan Scott and Callum Jeffrey. A Nathan Wright hat-trick and Kieran Higgins with another for his tally, plus an own goal helped Maidstone Tempest to a 5-1 home victory over Parkwood Jupiters, which saw three assists for Luke Gilbertson. Gary Brown getting the goal for the visitors. Walnut Wanderers went down to a 3-0 defeat to Whitehorse Jaguars. Billy Bean, Max Cornwell and Daniel Cockrell getting the goals for the Jags. Len Valley carried on their fine goal-scoring form winning 3-1 away to Yalding and Laddingford with Jason Parsons netting two for the Valley. Those results leave Marden still top of the Premier Division, with no game for them this weekend, with Park Royal and Eastmoreland two points behind and separated from each other on goal difference. With Rubicon winning, Whitehorse dropped to the bottom of the table. In Division 1, Langley Athletic go top with that unbeaten record, and with Eastmoreland reserves not playing. The biggest movers are IGS with the routing of Sutton Balance, 
whilst at the other end, Leeds Athletic are bottom on goal difference. Let's have a look at the players in a good run of goal scoring form right now. And as mentioned earlier in the Premier Division, Tommy Whitnell is scoring for fun, with 11 already this season for Aylesford. He's got Johan Caney Bryan hot on his heels with six for Marden. In Division 1, Matthew Morse leads the way for East Morning Reserves with nine for the campaign. Bradley Beckett of Aylesford Reserves and Craig Nyberg of East Morning are on five each. Ben Twist of Snodland has got eight in three games in Division 2, with Paul Joyce following up with five for Vinters. Leybourne City's George Davis leads the Division 3 chart with nine in two appearances and Billy Bean of Whitehorse Jaguars with six for the season so far. Now let's look ahead to next week and there are two Premier Division fixtures with Aylesford facing Rubicon Limerick. On the back of their win this week, Rubicon will be hoping that it's kick-started their season. Marden will be looking to extend their unbeaten record at home to Larkfield and Newhive. IGS are at home to Barmin Blues in Division 1 and could go second if they win whilst Langley Athletic have the chance to pull away from East Morning at home to Aylesford Reserves. Laybourne Angels play Yalding and Laddingford. In Division 2, Coxheath and Farley face Minter with Minter still looking for points. Invicta Rangers are at home to Laybourne whilst Laybourne Chase face Park Royal Reserves knowing a win would put them level on points with their opponents. Kent Sands United face Maidstone Tempest in Division 3 and with both on the same number of points, could be a close match. Walnut Wanderers are at home to Parkwood Jupiters and still searching for that first win of the season. We have one tie in the President's Cup Group A where Sutton Valence play East Morning Reserves. Group B of the President's Cup sees five ties being played with Cross Keys against Yielding and Lanford Reserves. Invicta Sunday facing Maidstone Kestrels with a division separating them. Vinters are at home to Snodland Town and both from the same division. Whitehorse Jaguars will be hoping their form closes the gap between them and Barming Youth of Division 2 in their tie. With cup games this weekend, now is a good time to bring some more cup news. This season sees the return of the Challenge Trophy for the league and next up we have Ian Tucker bringing you the first round draw. Not only this, but also some exciting news regarding sponsorship of the competition. Over to Ian to explain more and take you through the draw. So after a two-year absence, the League's Challenge Cup returns and we're delighted this season that it's uh, being sponsored by Hovis and a massive thank you to that company uh, for backing this competition. Now we're here at the first round stage and these ties were played on the weekend of the 24th of October. And to get the, um, the right number of teams for later on in the competition, we're doing five ties today and the rest of the teams will have a bye straight into the second round. I'm joined now by the, uh, the league chair, Dave Borton, and uh, league secretary, Steve Taylor. Uh, David will be selecting the home numbers, five of those, and Steve will be uh, selecting the balls, which will be the opposition for those uh, five drawn at home uh, gentlemen, welcome to both of you. If we can just make sure we've got everything in the bag in good order. Okay, yep, yeah, we are ready to get ourselves underway with this first round draw. And uh, David, with the first number, please. Number 17. Number 17, that's uh, Len Valley. We'll play number 10. And they will be at home to Leeds Athletic. Number 6. 
Number six, that's uh, Larkfield and New Hive Sunday. Play number nine. And that's number nine, that's Barmin Blues. Number 27. 27 are the Maidstone Tempest. We'll play number 30. And 30 brings us up Invicta Rangers. Number 37. Our penultimate uh, tie for this round, 37, is uh, Walnut Wanderers, who have home advantage against... Number 16. And that is Coxheath and Farley. And 22. So finally for this round, Langley Athletic. Against 36. And they are at home to Laybourne City. So those are our five ties for round one. Uh, the rest of the teams have a bye into the second round. And as I say, those ties will be played on the weekend of the 24th of October. That's all we've got time for in this week's show. Thanks to the clubs for their social media content. And please send match reports either by email to simonjf80 at gmail.com or tweet at Finnegan Simon. Until next week, hope the ball runs kind for you all. Hello, welcome to the South East Counties Women's Football League section of the Celt Podcast All Around the League show. We're going to play a bit of catch up, go through all of September's results. First week of October's predictions and the top goal scorers in each division. We'll start off in Division 1 East. On the 5th of September, Sittingbourne Ladies First 1, Castle Colts Ladies 1, Glebe Ladies 5, Borough Green Junior Ladies 2, Margate FC Ladies 1, Bowden Sports 5, Dartford FC Women's Reserves 1, Ellsford Seconds 2, and Cray Valley Ladies 2, Ramsgate FC Women 1. On the 12th of September, in the league, Castle Colt Ladies 2, Ellsford's seconds two, Dartford women reserves three, Sittingbourne ladies one. We also had a couple of FA Cup qualifying games as well, which involved Cray Valley ladies losing 3-1 to Tunbridge Wells Foresters, and Bexhill United ladies and Glebe ladies went to penalties after a 0-0 result with Bexhill United ladies winning 4-3. Moving on to the 19th of September now, most of these were cup games. Uh, the Kent FA Cup, that is. So Ramsgate FC Women nil, Tunbridge Wells Foresters 6, Margate FC Ladies 6, Ellsford Seconds 1, Dartford Women's Reserves 4, Borough Green Junior Ladies 1 after extra time, Cray Valley Ladies sitting and Sittingbourne Ladies drew 1-1 with Cray Valley winning 3-2 on penalties, Castle Colt Ladies 2, Beckenham Town 3. And in the league on the 19th of September, Belden Sports 6, Glebe Ladies nil. Moving on to the last week of September in Division 1 East, 26th of September that is, Cray Valley Ladies 4, Sittingbourne Ladies 1, Ellsford Seconds 3, Borough Green Juniors 1, Margate FC Ladies 5, Castle Colt Ladies 1, and Dartford Women's Reserves 3, Bowden Sports 1. Now for a quick look at the table, uh, Ellsford Seconds are top with 7 points, Bowden Sports in 2nd with 6 points, Cray Valley Ladies in 3rd with 6 points, Dartford Women's Reserves in fourth in six points with six points. Margate FC Ladies fifth on three points. Glebe Ladies sixth on three points. Castle Colts Ladies seventh on two points. Sittingbourne Ladies eighth with one point. Ramsgate Women ninth on no points. And Borough Green Juniors tenth on no points. We'll look into the uh, top goal scorer in the league for that division, uh, which is Tamia Lorraine. 
hope I said your name right. I'm sorry for Bowden Sports uh, with seven goals at the moment. And looking into the fixtures for next week. So what I can see in front of me is we've got a few uh, FA Cup second round qualifying games to go ahead. But I'll start off with the games that are in the division for the 3rd of October. Um, so in Division 1 East, Sittingbourne Ladies will take on Ellsford Seconds. And Ramsgate Women will take on Bowden Sports. A uh, quick couple of predictions. Unfortunately, I'm going for two away game wins on that one. I'm not going to do scores. And then in the FA Cup second round qualifying, we've got Glebe Ladies against Millwall Lionesses. Margate FC Ladies against Sutton United. And Welling United Women's against Borough Green Junior Ladies. Moving on now to Division 1 West. Again, just starting on the 5th of September. Um, only a couple of league games in this one. Ashmount Lee 7, Lansing Ladies 2, Staining Town Community Women 5, White's Leaf Development 1, Leatherhead FC Women 5, AFC Littlehampton Ladies 2, and Burgess Hill Town Women 6, Tunbridge Wells Foresters 2. Moving on to the 12th, again, quite a few FA Cup first round qualifying games. Um, I might end up repeating myself, but just roll with it. Staining Town Community Women 9, Eastbourne Town 0. Hazek's LFC first nil, Eastbourne United Association women four. Uh, Cray Valley ladies one, Tunbridge Wells Foresters three, which I already said earlier. Badshot Lee four, Burgess Hill Town nil. AFC Acorn first two, Leatherhead FC women two, which AFC Acorns first won five four in penalties. There were also two league games on the 12th of September. Ashmount Lee four, AFC Littlehampton ladies three. And Lansing Ladies 2, Beckenham Town 2. Moving on to the 19th of September. Again, loads of Kent FA Cup games going ahead. Also a few league games as well. Um, Ramsgate FC Women 0, Tunbridge Wells Forest is 6. Castle Colt Ladies 2, Beckenham Town 3. And in Division 1 West on the same day, on the 19th of September. Leatherhead FC Women 1, Staining Town Community Women 3. Lansing Ladies 0, Eastbourne United Association Women 7. And Whiteleaf Development 2, Burgess Hill Town Women 2. Moving on to the last week of September the 26th. Ashmount Lee 9, Whiteleaf Development 0. Eastbourne United Association Women 3, Leatherhead 1. Burgess Hill Town 1st 8, Beckenham Town 1. AFC Littlehampton Ladies 1, Tunbridge Wells Foresters 1. And Stenning Town Community Women 3, Lansing Ladies 0. Looking at the table, we have got... Top of the league, Ashmount Lee with nine points. Stenning Town Community Women also a nine points, second due to goal difference. In third, Burgess Hill Town with seven points. Eastbourne United Association Women in fourth with six points. In fifth, we've got Leatherhead FC on three points. Sixth, Littlehampton Ladies with one point. Tunbridge Wells Foresters in seventh with one point. Beckenham Town in eighth with one point, Whiteleaf Development in ninth with one point, and Lansing Ladies in tenth with one point, all being separated by goal difference. And on to the top goal scorer in the division, which is Eleanor Shepherd for Staining Town Community Women's with seven goals at the moment. Moving on to the fixtures for next week, we have got, again, quite a few. Uh, second round qualifying games for the FA Cup women's uh, quite a few postponements due to that uh, but we'll start off with the league where we'll have uh, Leatherhead FC against Burgess Hill Town 
I'm going to go with Burgess Hill on this one, uh, just because they've had a good start to the season, and we'll see what happens. Uh, now for the second round of the FA Cup qualifying, uh, Ashmount Lee will take on Salt Dean United, Chichester City take on AFC Littlehampton Ladies, Dartford First Team take on Tunbridge Wells Foresters, Fulham take on Eastbourne United Association Women, uh, Lansing Ladies take on Seaford Town, and Staining Town Community Women take on Rofi. Um, not going to give predictions on that because I don't know anything about them, unfortunately. I, I will do my research. Swiftly moving on to the Kent Division 1 East. Um, from what I can see here, loads of league games, which is brilliant. Nice and quick, nice and simple. Uh, so from the 5th of September, West Coombe Sports and Social Ladies 18, Canterbury City Ladies 0, Barham 5, Diamond United Women 4, and Herne Bay Reserves 5, Betty Shangar Welfare 0. Might have said that name wrong, but you know, correct me if I am, please. Uh, 12th of September, Diamond United Women 5, Woodcombe Sport Social Ladies 4, Betty Shanger Welfare 5, Mersham Sport Club Ladies 1, Barham 1, Herne Bay Reserves 7. And then moving on to the 19th of September, Mersham Sports Club Ladies 0, Babisham Strike 4, 7, Diamond United Women 13, Canterbury City Ladies 0, Betty Shanger Welfare 1, Woodcombe Sport Social Ladies 1, and then moving on to the last week of September, the 26th of September, Woodcombe Sport and Social Ladies 1, University of Kent Ladies 4, Faversham Strike Force First Women 4, Barham 3, and Canterbury City Ladies 1, Hearn Bay Reserves 20. Uh, some big score lines there. Looking at the table, um, we've currently got in first position Hearn Bay Reserves with three wins from three and 30 goals on the goal difference uh, with nine points. Second, Diamond United. Uh, two wins from three with six points. Favisham Strike Force first women in third spot with six points. Woodcombe Sports and Social Ladies four with four points. Uh, in fifth, Betty Shangar Welfare. Again, if I'm saying that wrong, please correct me. Uh, in fifth with four points. Sixth, University of Kent Ladies on three points. Barham in seventh with three points. Mersham Sports Club Ladies eighth with no points. And Canterbury City Ladies first uh, at Ninth, uh, with no points. Um, Canterbury City could be uh, struggling this season a lot. They've already conceded 50 goals, but hopefully they um, correct that. Top goal scorer, uh, incredible name, Molly Lightfoot. She's not lightfooted at all with 11 goals, so brilliant stuff. She plays for Diamond United Women, so a good shout-out for her. On to the uh, fixtures now for next week. Um, only four fixtures in the league. Uh, Betty Shanga Welfare taking on Canterbury City Ladies. Um, again, uh, with the early stages, I can't bet on Canterbury City Ladies, unfortunately, on that one. Not that I'm a betting man. Uh, Mersham Sports Club Ladies taking on Woodcombe Sports Social uh, Ladies. Uh, University of Kent taking on Diamond United Women. And the big game for me uh, would be the Herne Bay Reserves against Favisham Strike Force. Seems like that could be a tasty one. Um, I'd go with Herne Bay Reserves in that game. Moving on now to the Kent Division 1 West. On the 5th of September, Oakwood Ladies 2, Junior Red Seniors, seniors 0, Kent Football United Development 5, Footscray Lions 1, and Turians Women's United 3, Gravesham Girls and Ladies 2, and Seven Oaks Town 8, Maidstone United Development Team 2. On the 12th of September, Kent Football United Development 5, Oakwood Ladies 0, 
Junior Reds Seniors nil, Seven Oaks Town one, Gravesham Girls and Ladies zero, Long Lane Women four, and Maidstone United Development Team five, and Turians Women four. 19th of September, we had a couple of cup games as well. The Kent FA Plate. So I think this is normally um, between Divisions 1 and Divisions 2 in the Kent section. So we had Junior Reds, Valiance 2, Gravesham, Girls and Ladies 2. Uh, after extra time, we had, it was 5-3 to Gravesham, Girls and Ladies uh, after extra time. Back to the league for the 19th of September. Petswood Senior Ladies 4, Long Lane Women's First 10. Oakwood Ladies 4, Seven Oaks Town 0. And Maidstone United Women Development Team 4, Footscray Lions 0. On to the last week of September the 26th. Oakwood Ladies 3, Gravesham Girls and Ladies 4, Long Lane Women 4, Junior Red Seniors 0. Maidstone United Development Team 7, Petswood Ladies 2. And Seven Oaks Town 3, Puts Cray nil. Looking at the table, Long Lane women are first with three wins from three, so nine points. Seven Oaks Town in second with nine points as well, just behind on goal difference. Maidstone United Development three uh, in third, sorry, uh, with nine points, but they played a game extra. Kent Football United Development two wins from two on six points, a couple of games behind on that. Oakwood Ladies in fifth. Um, with six points, Anturians in sixth with three points, Gravesham Girls and Ladies seventh with three points, Junior Red Seniors in eighth with no points, Petswood Seniors uh, in ninth with no points, and Footscray Lions bottom uh, in tenth with no points, um, all just being split by goal difference. On to the top goal scorers Holly Fentonuins for. Gravesham girls and ladies with eight goals already this season. It's tight there. There's lots of top goal scorers, so that will likely change as the season goes on. And moving on now to the fixtures for next week. All in the league at the moment. So we've got Petswood ladies against Seven Oaks Town. I would go with a Seven Oaks Town win. Footscray Lions against Oakwood ladies. I'd go with Oakwood ladies on that one. Gravesham Girls and Ladies against Maidstone United Development. Have to back Maidstone on that. They've had a really good start to the season. Junior Red Seniors against Anturians. That would be a draw for, my, for me in my eyes. Um, and Kent Football Development against Long Lane Women. Uh, Long Lane. Because they've just had a really good start to the season. Moving on now to Division 2 East. So Kent Division 2 East. So again, same again uh, throughout the month. We've got a couple of cup games. The uh, Kent FA Plate. Uh, so I'll start on the... 5th of September, uh, the Fountain SSC 12, Barming 0, Sittingbourne Ladies Seconds 10, Lyde Town 2, I hope I said that right, sorry, uh, Dill Town 10, Biddenden 4, Baypoint Ladies 7, Castle Colt Seconds 4. On to the 12th of September, uh, again all league games, uh, Larkfield Ladies 5, Dill Town 0, Biddenden 1, Sittingbourne Ladies 9, and Bay, uh, Barming 1, Baypoint Ladies 8. Into the 19th of September, when a lot of uh, Kent FA plate games were played. Um, I might end up repeating some of these, so apologies. Uh, so Sittingbourne Ladies 2nd, 11. Orpington Ladies 0. 
Larkfield Ladies 4, Lyde Towns 0, FC Peak 0, The Fountain SSC 3, Castle Colt 2nd 3, Ide Hill and Sundridge 1, Bidderden 3, Baypoint Ladies 13. And one game in the uh, in the league for Kent Division 2 East, uh, Dilltown 1, Barming 2. On to the final week of September the 26th, Sittingbourne Ladies 2nd 8, Dilltown 4, Castle Colt 2nd 0, Lidtown 3, Bidderden 3, Larkfield Ladies 9 and Baypoint Ladies 0, The Fountain SSC 3. Uh, looking at the table, we've got Sittingbourne Ladies, three wins from three on nine points. Uh, the Fountain SSC, two wins from two on six points. Larkfield Ladies, two wins from two on six points in third. Baypoint Ladies in fourth, um, two wins from three, also with six points. Dilltown in fifth, uh, with three points from four games. Lidtown in sixth, three points from two games. Farming in seventh. Uh, three points from three games. Castle Colts second in eighth, no points from two, and Bidderden ninth with no wins from three. Top goal scorers in the division at the moment. We've got uh, Jade Pennell, I hope I've said your name right, uh, Sittingbourne Ladies seconds with 14 goals. There's already been quite a few goals in this division. Um, Sittingbourne Ladies seeming to top it at the moment. Um, but yeah, that will change as the season goes on. Loads of good goal scorers there. Moving on to the fixtures for the 3rd of October in this division. We have got Barming taking on Dill Town. Uh, I'd go with a draw there. Larkfield Ladies taking on Castle Colts. Going to back Larkfield on that one. Lidtown taking on the Fountain. Going to back the Fountain. We played uh, where I'm at FC Peak. We played them in the Cup a couple of weeks ago. They had a really good game. I did really appreciate what their managers were doing there. And Sittingbourne Ladies second against Baypoint Ladies. I'm going to go with Sittingbourne Ladies on this one. Moving on now to my division, which is Kent Division 2 West. So starting on the 5th of September, Orpington Ladies nil, FC Peak 4, uh, which, I mean, I'm going to name drop here. Claire Dudfield scored four goals in that game. Uh, she's part of my team, which is brilliant. Uh, London Legends Ladies 2, Bromleyans Women 1, Kings Hill 3, Guru Nanak Ladies Seniors 1, and Ide Hill Nil Junior Red Valiants 7. Moving on to the 12th, Orpington Ladies 10, Ide Hill and Sundridge 1, Tunbridge Wells Foresters Development 1, Kings Hill 10, and FC Peak beating Junior Red Valiants 1 0. Uh, just a quick one about that game, we defended for 45 minutes, so Junior Red Valiants. They deserved something out of that game. We were lucky to get away with something. Uh, it's a really strong division, I'd say. And finally, on the 12th of September, Guru Nanak Ladies nil, Bromleyans Women 4. Moving on to the 19th of September. Again, a couple of Kent FA Plate games. If I've re I, I will find out I'm repeating them, so just you know, skip this bit or just listen. Um, Sittingbourne Ladies, second 11. Um, Orpington nil. Junior Red, Valiance 2. Gravesham. Girls and ladies two. I think Gravesham won that one five three after extra time. If I can remember that correctly. Uh, FC Peak losing three 0 to the Fountain SSC. Like I said before, they were a good team against us. Um, they've got good management. They've got a good setup. And then finally, Castle Colt second three. Idhill and Sundridge one. Moving on to the last week of September, London Legend ladies one. Orpington ladies one. Idhill and Sundridge 
Three, Tunbridge Wells Forest's development. Two, I had Hill and Sundridge getting their first win. I saw on their Instagram, they absolutely went bananas, which I absolutely loved seeing. Uh, we played them in pre-season. They're still building their team. Um, absolutely brilliant for them. And finally, FC Peak 2, Guru Nanak Ladies, nil. Uh, looking at the table, I know what the table looks like off the top of my head, so I'll just quickly run it off. Uh, top of the league, FC Peak, three wins from three. Uh, second, Kings Hill, two wins from two on six points. That'll be good when uh, we play them, hopefully. Orpington Ladies in third with four points. London Ladies in four, London Legends Ladies in fourth with four points. Junior Red Valiants in fifth with three points. Bromleyans in sixth with also three points. Idehill and Sundridge Ladies in seventh with three points. In eighth, we've got Guru Nanak Ladies um, with no points. And in ninth, we've got Tunbridge Wells, Forrester's Development, with zero points. Um, I know they're still building their team. Moving on now to top goal scorers. Um, currently at the moment, we've got Claire Dudfield at FC Peak on five goals. There's loads of goals still to come from this. A couple of good players in the division as well. Um, so that will change as the season goes on. Moving on to the fixtures for next week. Um, I've seen a few tasty ones on this one. So I'll just ring them off. Orpington ladies against Kings Hill. That's a nice tasty one. Uh, for me, I've seen how Orpington have played. I've not seen how Kings Hill have played, but Kings Hill seems to be on a good run. I'm going to say draw just basically because it'd be nice for FC Peak if we win. We'll get a nice little gap, but I'm going to say draw on that one. Uh, Tunbridge Wells Forest's development against FC Peak. Going to have to back my team on this one. We've worked quite hard. I know Tunbridge Wells are still building. Hopefully we can take advantage of that this week. Bromleyans playing Ide Hill and Sundridge. Going with Bromleyans on this one. I know Idehill have got their win. They might boost on that. Um, but I know Bromleyans have always got a good team uh, going forward. Uh, and Junior Red Valiants against Guru Nanak. Having played both teams now, Junior Reds, I'm going to back them. They, they, both teams are good. I uh, won't, you know, won't lie about that. I just feel like Junior Reds, they've got a bit more legs about them, a bit more aggression about them. Uh, I can see them winning that. It might be a tight contest. Um, could even be a draw. But I'm going to go with Junior Reds on that one. And that is the women's section sorted for this week. Sorry it's taken so long. Sorry about my voice as the time went on. Um, if I've said any names wrong, give me a shout. If you want to shout out as well, let me know. Um, all the best for the weekend fixtures. All the best for your weekend fixtures if you're listening. And hopefully everyone gets the wins they want. Hi guys, Raf from Grand Sports Club, representing the R&D, uh, going with some results for last week. Uh, so again, it was a, a lot of cup games last week, but we did have a game in the Prem. So in the Prem we had Medway City winning 4-2 against Waterbury Wanderers. Then moving on, Centenary Cup, Group A, AFC Minster getting a home walkover win against Medway Stars. Gillingham Green losing 6-0 at home to Eccles. Grunant Reserves losing 4-0 at home to Chatham Town SRB. Medway Knights and Medway Boroughs postponed. Uh, Park Regis Athletic winning 2-1 against Broadhurst Juniors. Pavilion Athletic losing 3-1 to Aces Old Boys. Riverside winning 4-2 against Little Shastard. Uh, moving into Centenary Cup Group B. Appleyard winning 2-1 against Range Rovers Colts. Bly Sports winning a close one, 5-4 against the Village Upchurch. Coach and Horses winning 6-1 against Park Regis FC. Eccles FC Reserves winning 3-1 against Beachwood 76. 
FC Walden winning 8-2 against Hunton. Groom Aces reserves losing 4-3 to Gillingham Bilbao. Hamhill winning 6-1 against Techers. Miletown getting a home walkover win against Stockbury. Uh, ourselves Grand Sports Club winning 5-0 away at Royal Saints. Uh, the Bell losing 3-1 at home to Cannon 24. Uh, in Centenary Cup Group C, and Corian's Academicals losing 3-1 to Pegasus 81. Average Joes winning 7-3 against Park Regis Reds. Midway Stars Reserves winning 3-2 against ME3. Rochester FC losing 3-1 at home to Raynham Kenworth. And Woodcombe Sports and Social winning 3-2 against Kent Marina. Fixtures for this week. So it's Kent Cup weekend. So in Junior Cup Group A, Medway Stars take on Chatham Town. Gillingham Town take on Gillingham Green. And in Group B, we have Park Regis Athletic take on Stockbury Athletic. AFC Minster take on the Apple Yard. Green Aces take on Medway Knights. Coach Norsis Strew take on Riverside. Bredos Juniors take on Mile Town. Cannon 24 take on Borstal Wanderers. Little Shasta to take on University of Kent. In Group C, Kent Marina take on Bly Sports. Techers take on Average Joes. Parkridge's Reds take on Royal Saints. Ham Hill take on Woodcombe Sport and Social. FC Wardham have Ancorians Academicals. AFC United Medway have Medway Stars Reserves. Beachwood 76 have Minster 1911. And ourselves Grand Sports Club uh, for the first time in the Kent Cup are away. Uh, against AFC Oldsmiths Reserves based in Sidcup. A few league games this week as well. In the Prem, Cliff United take on Medway City. Waterbury Wanderers take on Medway Borough. Division 1, Grand Reserves take on Aces Old Boys. Pavilion Athletic take on Eccles in Division 2. Eccles Reserves take on Range Rovers Colts. And Hunton take on Gillingham Bill Bow. In Division 3, the Village Upchurch take on the Bell. And Division 4, Pegasus 81 take on Rochester and Raynham Kenworth United take on ME3 FC. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 26th of September. In the Hearts FA Senior Cup first round, it was a reasonable morning of success for the league's clubs with three sides winning directly through and another six making the next round due to walkovers. The all Watford Sunday League affair between Soccer and Bushy Rangers saw Rangers continue their strong start to the season with a 4-0 victory. Things started badly for Soccer who could only start the game with just 10 men, although they did manage to reach the full complement of players after the contest had begun. Bushy took the lead in the first half as Tom Pearman converted a Jordan Toomey cross before Mark O'Connor made it 2-0 before half-time. In the second half, Connor Carney and Daniel Perkis completed the scoring for Bushy. St Joseph's are also in good form as they enjoyed an impressive 5-1 win over Berkhampstead Sunday side Thrawnden 5-1.
They went ahead when Roy Byron connected with a clearance. This was quickly followed by a move down the right which enabled Jake Tabor to spin and shoot beyond the keeper's dive. St Joseph's had to weather a storm for part of the uh, for the first part of the second half as Flaunden threatened to get back into the game. With the experience of Lee Benning and Harry Sieber Rook at the back, who managed to protect standing keeper Danny Sonner. Midway through the second half, Dom David was put through and beat the keeper to extend the lead. And, just two minutes later, Jake Tabor ran through to score again before it was left for Oli Salami to add the fifth with a 25-yard rocket. All Flaunden could manage in reply was a late consolation goal, and St Joseph's now face another away tie, this time against Bournemouth Rovers in the next round. The, the other side, directly through in the day, were North Watford, who had a 7-1 home victory over... AFC Chestnut Town. Cole Penny scored a hat trick with Daryl Brown, John Fitzpatrick, Ashley Harewood, and Winston Taylor also on target. However, there was heartbreak for both Oakview and FC Unicorn, who had both lost on penalty shootouts after drawing 2 2 at full time. Oakview, who reached the final of the 2019-20 uh, final, only to see the game cancelled because of COVID and never played, had hoped for another fine run, having reached the semi-final in 2019 as well. But on Sunday, they suffered more disappointment as they lost a 2-0 lead late on to Broxelonia. They looked to have been cruising through to the next round after two well-taken goals from George Baker either side of half-time. But they were pegged back with two goals from the home side in the final four minutes. The first, pen the first penalty with the equaliser coming with what was the final kick of the game. The tie went straight to penalties which the home side won 5-4. FC Unicorn, like Oakview, suffered a shootout defeat. Callum O'Connor scored both goals against Real Haddam, but they went down 8-7 in the shootout. Langleybury Cricket Club went down to Strafford Arms 5-4. Langleybury... Langleyberry made a dramatic comeback to 4-4 after trailing 4-1 at the break. But with just five minutes left, the home side scored the winner. Oliver Eilert scored twice, supported by goals from Finley Reid and Mark Edgar. Chess United were the other side to lose after 90 minutes, as they suffered a 3-1 away defeat to Fairfield Park. The home side went ahead five minutes before half-time and added two further goals in the second half before Chess scored a deserved consolation goal 
through Andrew Peddy after a corner. Evergreen, Shorty Wood Club, Everett Rovers Reed, WDFC, Old Falarians and Cassaby Rangers all progressed thanks to walkovers as the other those uh, their opponents could not put teams out. In the Hearts FA Junior Cup first round game brought forward a week, the only side in action this week were Woodside and they went through after a 5-3 away victory over Chestnut Rovers. Charlie Fisher and Henry Hardman both netted braces with Drew Snailham scoring the other goal to secure their place in the second round. In the league's Eric Hand Challenge Cup first round, it looks like being a long, hard season for Wishing Well as they set, suffered yet another high-scoring defeat, this time 13-0 against fellow Division 2 side Southern Cross. Gary Wicks scored five times with Strilly Wiltshire, Benno Napier, Chike Dale all net embraces and with James Hamill and Stefani Grimes-Ford also getting in on the scoring act. Inter achieved a first win of the season with a 4-0 away win over Francis George. James Oldham scoring a double supported by a goal each from Chris Dead and Gabriel Cassandre. The game between, third, between the third division's two informed sides, Watford Youth Sports and King George, ended in a narrow 3-2 win for King George. In what was an open game between two attack-minded sides, King George took an early lead before Old Boy scored twice through Louis Muncy. The first rounding the keeper after the defensive mistake and the second with a cold effort. But King George drew level following a set piece before scoring a late scrambled winner. Darren O'Brien scored twice for King George with Phil Malloy netting the other. The other Watford Youth Sports side did win through 3-1 against Batchworth. Zach McNichols with a double and one from Josh Pritchard with John Robertson replying for the home side. Watford Town scored seven as they beat Brickettwood Acorn 7-3. Chris Blunden scored four times, backed up with by goals from Joe Smith, Lewis Smith and Andrew Watt. Harrison Ford scored a brace for the home side along with a goal from Alex Michael. Chelfon Saints won the all-second division tie against Abbott Wanderers 3-0. Aidan Brennan with two and Sam Hills with one finding the net. It was a narrow 2-1 win for BBFC as they defeated Rio Rovers. James Barnett and Alfie Dibble scoring for the home side with Richard McCrossan netting the Rio Rovers goal. In Division 1, the solitary game saw Abbott's Langley Cub beat Ricky AFC 4-2 to move into second place in the table. 
After going 1-0 down following a George Blanks goal, the home side turned the game around through Ben Knights with a quick-fire brace. Alex Diaz added a third from close range before Ricky pulled a goal back right on, half right on the half-time whistle through Alexandra Phillips to reduce the deficit. Aussie Ogbas finished early in the second half, secured the three points for Abbots. In Division 2, Hertfordshire Eagles went back to the top of the table with a 4-1 away win over Dunning's Bar. Glenn O'Malley scored twice, with Evan King and Jack McLaughlin also on target. Dan Creswell replied for the home side. Eagles were helped to the summit by West Hart, who beat the previous leaders, Forza Watford, 3-1. Cody Kane, Paul Coleman and Jacob Coleshaw scoring for West Hearts, with Giuseppe Delgado replying for Forza. St Mary's Harefield made it two wins from two games, with a 5-2 away win over Donbar. Craig Masson struck a hat-trick, with Harry Fulbrook and Matt Swain also scoring. Sean McDonough and Jay Haynes netting the home goals, the home side's goals. That's it for this week's podcast, and uh, we hope to be back with you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.